listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, May 1st, 2012. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar will be scheduled soon. See the website Strategies Work for details. The SLA Alumni Event. This event is exclusively for alumni of the Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. The journey of discovering your life purpose can be challenging. Periodically, you need encouragement, fresh perspective, and inspiration. This is the purpose of the annual SLA Alumni Event. The theme for the next alumni event will be blocks to your character development and therefore your destiny. This event is also coming soon. See strategieswork.com for details. The Business Transformation Series Seminar, Kingdom Management 3, Leadership from a Biblical Worldview. Where did you learn what you know about leadership? If you are like most people, what they know about leadership has come from non-biblical sources. Learn to lead based on a biblical worldview. This training will be presented as a webinar in May 2012. See strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help in learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, A Modern Day Tower of Babel? Early in the history of the earth, there was a group of people who were traveling from west to east through what is now Iran and Iraq. They apparently had enough resources that they were able to retire from gainful employment to pursue their own ideas. One of their ideas was to make a name for themselves, to become famous and highly regarded. They decided to build a spectacular city, and at the center of this project would be a tower that reached the heavens. They would bridge heaven and earth. To successfully build a project, particularly the tall tower, would require knowledge and wisdom about the universe. For example, what materials and methods should be used, and how to organize and manage the labor force. The project leaders apparently were taught a number of these principles either by their heirs, or they learned them heuristically. In any case, they practiced many sound principles that would enable them to build this project, which is why they enjoyed success, at least initially. Then something unexpected happened. There was a flaw in their worldview. Apparently, they believed that the creator of the universe would not mind if they engaged in self-glory and would therefore not interfere. But they were wrong. The creator of the universe does not support human self-glory. So before the project was completed, the creator stopped the project. His means were simple. He disrupted the communications. You probably recognize this as the story of the Tower of Babel recorded in Genesis 11. The Tower of Babel illustrates that men in rebellion against God can have a modicum of success for a time when they practice God's principles. It reveals that God is engaged with his creation and can use natural means to project his will on those who operate in rebellion against him. We also see that God mercifully forbears with man's rebellion. That is, he delays his judgment, giving man opportunity to repent. But ultimately, man's will that is at odds with God's will is thwarted. The Tower of Babel is a story from biblical history. When the Bible records something, there's always a reason. The Apostle Paul notes that the stories in the Old Testament were given to us as examples and warnings 
See 1 Corinthians 10.11. It seems prudent, therefore, that we learn to recognize organizations and projects that are modern-day towers of Babel. Sadly, few people seem to recognize modern-day examples. What if there are a plethora of examples throughout history, but we have failed to recognize them? Then we fail to heed God's warning. That's a scary thought. Consider, for example, a possible example of a modern-day Tower of Babel, the famous ship, the Titanic. When launched in 1912, the Titanic was the largest ship in the world and dubbed unsinkable by the media. The ship was a marvel for the time and viewed as a monument to human ingenuity. This past month marked the 100-year anniversary of the sinking of the touted vessel, which occurred on its maiden voyage. Many commemorative events and documentaries recall the event. A Nat Geo documentary was perhaps the most exhaustive effort to find an explanation for the tragedy. The presupposition of the researchers was that the event could be fully explained by natural causes. Given this is an a priori assumption, any explanation outside of natural causes would be automatically dismissed. I find this puzzling since scientists, of whom I am one, consider themselves to be objective, which means that all possibilities are examined. Nevertheless, the presupposition of naturalism, which excludes non-natural causality, seems to be the norm of science today. Naturalism assumes that either God does not exist, or if he exists, he is disengaged from the physical world. Naturalism appears to have been the assumption of the Nat Geo documentary. In this documentary, the researchers claimed to have examined all available evidence associated with the sinking of the Titanic. For example, they considered the iceberg reports that were ignored by the wireless operator. Shortly after the conclusion with the iceberg, Titanic received a warning from the nearby SS Californian, but the warning was not sent to Titanic's bridge because it was not a properly coded message. The ship was moving at 21 knots, nearly top speed. This was common protocol based on the theory that ships should move through ice fields as quickly as possible, even though that winter was the warmest winter in years and the iceberg field was unusually large. The evening of the Titanic sinking was calm, cold, dark, and moonless, a night making it difficult for the lookouts to see icebergs ahead. In normal conditions, lookouts should be able to see an iceberg at least 10 miles away at night, but on this night, the weather conditions, though very peaceful, were not conducive for seeing icebergs. When the iceberg was sighted, the ship had approximately 37 seconds to react. The ship's crew responded quickly and avoided a head-on collision. Instead, the ship suffered a glancing blow. You might assume that the glancing blow would do little damage. After all, most on board did not notice anything. But this assumption would be wrong. The actual damage was not a long gash, as many assumed, but many small holes. The Nat Geo investigation concluded that the pressure on the side of the ship from the collision caused rivets to fail. Tests revealed that rivets were weakened due to much slag in the construction. Nat Geo concluded, as most naturalists would, that rivet failure caused the sinking of the Titanic. Based on this, most would call it an unfortunate accident which suggests only natural causes were involved. According to Proverbs 16, verse 33, there are no accidents. God is sovereign over his universe, so even what appears to be random to us is not random to God. According to Ephesians 1, verse 11, God works everything in conformity to his will. If this is true, 
What could be a, a biblical view of the sinking of the Titanic? Given what we know about the events in the natural, one must look to biblical truth for more, a more complete perspective. Those with a biblical worldview recognize that there is a greater reality than the natural. That is spiritual reality. Spiritual reality drives physical reality. Spiritual reality that is contrary to the will and ways of God leads ultimately to judgment, though there may be apparent short-term success. See Psalm 73. Short-term success can be deceiving. In the Tower of Babel project, the organizers had what appeared to be a success for a time, but in the end their wrong motive, self-glorification, brought divine judgment through natural means. So also with the Titanic. There was short-term success. The ship was built and started on its maiden journey with great grandeur. And like the Tower of Babel, natural events led to her demise. We know that the natural events of the Tower of Babel originated with God. Could that be true of the sinking of the Titanic? Interestingly, as with the Tower of Babel, communications was a factor in the sinking of the Titanic. Not only did Titanic receive and ignore wireless warnings of the danger of icebergs, but after the collision, a nearby ship did not respond to Titanic's distress signals, which were transmitted both wirelessly and visually. Was the Titanic about human glorification, as was the Tower of Babel? Was hubris associated with the building of the Titanic? If so, was the sinking of the Titanic a sign of the spiritual reality at work in the hearts of the owners and builders of the ship? Could the Titanic have represented the hubris of a world mesmerized by the cleverness of people who were rapidly de developing technology during the Industrial Age? In this life, we will probably not know the answer to these questions for certain. But we must ask the questions. For those who want to walk in a biblical worldview, we must be open to the possibilities that some organizations and projects will be modern-day Towers of Babel and therefore will be judged. For example, how do you explain the demise of once venerable organizations such as Arthur Anderson, Lehman Brothers, Pacific Gas and Electric, Global Crossing, and Enron? Events like the seeking of the Titanic are intended, as Paul noted, as illustrations and warnings. The warning is that if we do the will of man according to the ways of man, it will only lead to judgment. But doing the will of God according to the ways of God will lead to blessings. May the Lord grant us grace to believe in Jesus Christ and to live in obedience to Him. This is the only way to lasting blessings. Any other way of life will be a Tower of Babel.